the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends of Christ, this morning we focus on that reading that Paul shared in 1 Corinthians 13. No matter what our age is, whether it's 9 or 90, we know that today we live in a technological world. A world that's got a lot of electronics and things that we didn't deal with years ago. Well, think of any problem or situation you can imagine, and thanks to the genius of computer geeks, you have really the solution at your fingertips through millions of applications or apps. You need to get your to-do tasks organized? Well, there's a to-do reminder. And they even brag on their site, because of it, you have no stress. You feel relaxed. And it will remind you of everything. Right. Do you find that you're running late at times? Well, now you can connect with your friends. And you don't even have to talk to them. You can just, with a click of the button, say, I'm still on time. I'm running late. Sorry. I'm even ahead of schedule, or I just can't make it at all. Do you need to track your daily walk around the block? Well, there's a Map My Walk app. And on their sample screen, they must have known it was like my situation because there's a person in front of a Trader Joe's and there's a restaurant right around the corner. (laughs) Looking to lower your blood pressure? Probably everyone is. Well, the DASH diet is part of doing that. And so you can have a DASH diet app to help you along. Well, some of these apps help with better productivity and others you find you're just wasting time with them. But all of them, however, are a part of our lives. And of course, we know that none of these apps is a one-time deal. You know, if you use enough of them, you know that the app is only as useful as having to keep updating that app from the developer. We're constantly reminded to download the next update. And we're also told that this app's going to do some better things, like having less bug in it more security, maybe some nice cool features and graphics. And sometimes when you update, the app will not work. Even if that's not the case, if you use these apps at some point, you must update. That's how it works. Well, here's the takeaway for our sermon today. Agape love, or what is known as God's love, is the update that we need. If we don't get it, have it, or use it, Nothing else really matters. Nothing else works. And so we can take a closer look that we focus on 1 Corinthians 13 in a moment. But while apps have us better connected as far as electronically, they haven't necessarily made us better as far as compassionate people. We get so focused and just self-centered at times. But when we look outside of that, and we focus on God's love, these other things aren't so much a priority. Prophecy, for example, it pales in comparison to what we know as God's love and how strong that is. 
for people, we might add a comment to a distant friend's Facebook, and we want to offer sympathy to them. Maybe they're going through an illness, and while we're typing, we're ignoring the distressed person who may be sitting next to us on the train, or perhaps even right here in worship. We can Instagram a person's picture, or maybe, how about that tasty lasagna dinner, to our friend's And we're walking past a homeless person on the street at that time. Paul was dealing with an app problem in Corinth. And that app meant an application of Christianity. And even though there were first century Greco-Roman citizens there at that time, they didn't have cell phones and cell towers in sight. The Corinthians were still acting like a bunch of selfie-taking egomaniacs instead of being the church of Jesus Christ. In Paul's first letter to them, the list of problems in Corinth, as he shares in the letter of 1 Corinthians, they're not unlike the ones we face in a 21st century wireless world. They were divided, and they were as divided as two sets of social media trolls who are just going after each other, pointing insults back and forth in that first chapter. They were obsessed with celebrity teachers, and they were posting sound bites from their favorites. They'd be saying, you know, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos. They also seemed to have a relaxed view of sexual ethics, rather than clearing out immoral affairs that were happening in their history. They might have even used a legal app to draft the lawsuits that they would file against each other in that sixth chapter, as it's mentioned. They also had a problem with eating food sacrificed to idols. And there were people who would eat the meat that would be sacrificed by pagans, and there were others who were obviously eating kosher instead. And the wealthiest members of the community, they were abusing the Lord's Supper because there were other people who would come later to that place and there would be no food or drink. The Corinthians... They were working all the angles. And they were seeing their own reflections in their display screens and missing out on really the richness of being a real Christian community. So Paul's message to them was that they needed an update. One that was not only going to make their community run more smoothly and in a more Christ-like manner, but it was also going to build up their spiritual strength. And as a result... It would make the church more user-friendly to outsiders. We call that the love update. Or better yet, updating our lives with God's love. Let's discuss a, a few words here before we read the specifications on this particular update. In the 21st century, we use one word to describe widely range understandings of love. In the same breath, we can say, I love this app. And also, I love my wife, or my husband, or my children. Now, it's the same verb that has two very different meanings, or at least we would hope so. In the Greco-Roman world in general, and in the Greek language in particular, there are several different word choices for love that communicate more clearly what's expected. First of all, there's that phileo, brotherly love, that Philadelphia love, the brotherhood love, you know, that city, that's named there. And then we have the storge, the parental love. 
And that kind of love might be the love that your mom sends to you when you, you post something pretty on Pinterest. Well, there's also the eros kind of love, a kind of romantic love that people look at apps in places like Match.com or eHarmony. But Paul, he uses the word agape here. And it's the kind of love that is less about your feelings And it's more instead about a real, sacrificial, willful, unconditional, self-giving love. In this famous chapter, Paul lays out the details of how it turns our attention from taking selfies of ourself to acting on the behalf of others. And he says you may be gifted, but without God's love, it really doesn't work. Paul had already noted in the previous chapter, chapter 12, that the Corinthian church, they were spiritually gifted by the Holy Spirit. But he says at the end of that chapter, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. And that leads us into this chapter. You know, he says you're gifted, but you need the one gift that really makes it all work. And without it, their community will crash like a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. He says you might have the mysteries of the universe at your fingertips, but if you don't have God's love, you're just like a person who's holding a box of computer chips and doesn't know what to do with them. You might even decide to give everything away, and you might just make do with your old flip phone. Well, you won't gain anything if you don't have that agape love. In a community that embraces God's love, however, that particular update in their lives, it changes everything. And instead of being at each other's throats, it makes them more patient. It makes them be able to take away the desire of jealousy. It pulls people's heads up, too, from the trivial things of their own lives. And it gives people ways to reach out for the needs of others. And they can do that without resentment or anger, but instead to do it with love. And God's love, it turns us away from the evil influences that can creep into our lives. And instead, it turns us toward the truth of God's own gospel message. In short, this update is one that enables the community to trust and hope and persevere in all things for each other and for Jesus Christ. And once this agape update is placed within us, We know it will never fail. God's always faithful to us. We know that as far as the things that go on in technology, the geeks, when they have a new updated operating system, when it's installed on a phone, a tablet, or a computer, the applications of that old system may no longer be useful. But Paul says that God's love, when it becomes widely downloaded into the church life of each of us, We know that our lives that were once so important and focused, they aren't that high priority anymore because we're living for him. We know that faith and hope, they're great applications to have on hand at all times. But neither of them fully compare to the power of God's love that fills our lives. And so we might be one of those technology-obsessed teenagers who ask the question, so how do I get this app? Well, it's interesting that Paul frames chapter 13 
with two particular verses. And at the end of chapter 12, he says, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And then chapter 14 starts off, Follow the way of love. Do you see why chapter 13 is an entire chapter of love here? The reality of agape is that it really is more of an act of a will than it is a short-lived feeling. It's a kind of love that needs to be chosen daily, to be prayed over about living out that love, to study it, to practice it, to constantly use it in order for it to be effective. It's an application that is designed to be shared freely with others. There's no cost. And when it is, the whole community will better reflect the presence of Jesus. George Pastorer, a a pastor who is in Logansport, Indiana, he makes this point. He says, most of the apps update automatically. Obviously, such is not the case with love. We have to be quite intentional about it. The truth is that the Agape app is made available to us by the Holy Spirit. And it's totally on us to activate it and to use it. And it takes some practice and also a clear knowledge, too, that we have the ability to share this love of Christ with others. We do it because he first shared it with us when he sacrificed himself on the cross for us and all people. Or as the Apostle John puts it, we love because he first loved us. And when we recognize how much we've been loved, then we can increase our own potential for loving others as we model Christ's love for us. Computer experts, they tell us that there's a difference between a software update and a software upgrade. An update is easy and free. It comes to us without our need for asking for it. It includes fixes and improvements to make the things work better. And an upgrade, on the other hand, it usually costs money, and it involves moving to an entirely new version of the software. Well, in committed, loving relationships, the key is to update regularly. Check in with each other. Communicate. Change things up as our life continually is one that is interesting as we live out our lives for Christ. Most of all, Paul's advice in 1 Corinthians 13, it's about linking love to faith and hope, as he concludes in that chapter. And to know that someone else's needs, they're first before our own. Unlike the world of computers, when it comes to love as God has given to us, as long as you keep updating, you'll never have to be upgraded. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all of our understanding, Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and Savior. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.